Before we begin, remember we are not medical professionals or lawyers or the like. We just like to tell people what they should do in their life. Also, we're drinking a lot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt and a lime wedge and a shot of tequila. Good. How are you doing? I am doing well, thank you. Are you? What you drinking? Just wine. Just my okay. apothic. I'm just drinking beer. I'm drinking a blackberry cream meal. So. Oh, that sounds tasty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's what I picked up on vacation, so. Yeah, you're back on vacation. I am. Oh yeah. my gosh. How it's nice it? to be back. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so much fun. I'd never been to Yellowstone. We saw so many buffalo. What's the difference between a buffalo and a bison? I'm going to Google it right know. now. I don't know. We couldn't Google it. One has, in... one has wings and one does not. Ooh, that's really fancy. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't Google it. Okay, they're used interchangeably, but they are distinct animals. Oh, okay. A bison is in North America... A true old world true buffalo are native to Africa and Asia, but they're in the same family, but they're not closely related. They look so different now that I see this. A mm. buffalo is the one with the big curvy. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But we just call them all buffalo and bison here, apparently, in the US, even though that's wrong. Yeah. Anyway, not surprising. Yeah. But yeah, we saw so many of those. We didn't see any bear or wolves, which we were kind of hoping to, but realized mm-hmm. were pretty slim chances. Um, And then, see what else? Then my parents finally got to see me do some improv. I've never seen it before. Oh, fun. Yep. yep. So that was great. And then Chase had a show one night, so we went to see that. And... So they got spread out over two nights, which you got in one night at my party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of oh, fun. I'm, I'm glad it's over, frankly. <laughs> uh, Ten days is too long, to be honest, Um, with my family, like with other people. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, We've been so isolated for so long. It's yeah, I'm like, not used to that anymore. Ugh. And especially, like, they were staying in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, All up in your business. Yeah, so we didn't have a lot of, like, our own time or anything, um, which is fine for a short period of time. But it was, like, 10 or 12 days. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. good. Pretty good. Good. My mom, I got her for not, uh, for two weeks, too. So that was... That's a lot. That's a lot. But I, you know, it was fine. Because yeah. I hadn't seen her in, like, three years. So yeah. it was fine. <laughs> like, I, I soaked it all up. Right, but right. But we went all up into the Upper Peninsula. And we walked eight miles one day. A total, wow. A total of eight miles looking at all wow. the... Looking at all the waterfalls in the That's UK. so cool. Yeah, we were exhausted for three days later. <laughs> I believe days, it. Because we barely did anything the next three days, except for driving places. <laughs> I believe that. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I guess I didn't realize, Chase was like, I was saying this, I was like, I didn't realize it'd be so much time in the car at Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. And Chase is like, have you never been to a national park before? <laughs> I was like, I guess I haven't. I was in 
Mammoth Caves when I was like 12, but like I was looking it up. And I mean, Yellowstone is over 3000 square feet. Square feet, square miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's over three thousand. Yeah, it's over three thousand square miles. So I mean, like it was, like it's a ten-hour drive there from where I live. So we the way there we split that over two days. So Saturday we drove five hours. Sunday we drove five hours. Then Monday we went to Yellowstone. And we were in the car for 12 hours. Like we were driving around, stopping, getting out, seeing things, hiking, doing stuff like that. But then back into the car for 12 hours. We did that again Tuesday. And then Wednesday was our short day where all we did was go see all we did. But we like went. And the only things we had planned for that day were going to see Old Faithful and um, and mm-hmm. hiking to see the Grand Prismatic from above. So mm-hmm. Beautiful. it was cool. Yeah, uh, man, and then and then we drove ten hours back the next day, so ten it was like hours. nonstop in the car. Yeah, we were tired of the damn car by the end of it. Chase is like, we're like, hey, we're gonna do this. You want to do it? He's like, I, I'm not. I can't get back in that car. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> nope. He <laughs> nope. put his oh. foot down. Yeah, we but we yeah. our difficulty was trying to get on a boat to look at shipwrecks. So we were trying to do. Oh yes. We did. We tried to do Munising because they have a shipwreck glass bottom boat tour Mm -hmm. and I'm like come on it's not gonna be that busy I get there they're full up booked all day long booked booked it's a good it's a good uh, boat show too because it's superior it's like superior it's clear water you can see I thought you were saying it was superior (laughs) (laughs) it's clear water because it's so cold and so you can see lots of stuff and then we went to the Sioux Locks, and we're going to do a boat ride then. And then the next morning when we're supposed to do it, we're like, we're just too fucking tired. We're just too tired after eight miles. And then um, we went to Alpena. It was our last chance to get on a boat. And we got on the boat, and we got about halfway out there, and they're like, no, we don't want you guys to die, so we're going to turn around. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I'll take the chance. Yeah. So, because um, the weather just was not cooperating with them that day. But, that sucks. Yeah. But we got a free half a boat ride out of it because they reimbursed us. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But mom loves my Subaru. Every Good. time we'd walk up to her, she's like, I really like your car. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm the, how much did it cost? I'm going to get one next. That's, like, great. Yeah. That's yeah, great. That's great. I love my Subi, too. Subaru is, is a good, solid car. Like that's Not sponsored. Not, not sponsored. Spon- not sponsored. Not an ad. No. We but, just like uh, our Subis. We do. We do. It's like the, it's the nicest car I've ever had. Yeah. I always get those teeny tiny things. And like... My last car was like a piece of shit lemon I bought for way too much oh, from a yeah. used car dealership yeah. that that was a friend of my father-in-law's, so he thought they'd look out for us, and they did not. Yeah. Is that the one where the, win- the back window broke because somebody shut it too quickly? I forgot that happened. <laughs> that happened like during your um, bachelorette party, I think. Yeah. Was that my silver Mazda? Yeah, I think so. I 100%. We poured so much money into that fucking car. My, <laughs> my dad put money in that car. We put money in that car. It finally lit on fire driving up a, a mountain in Colorado after we moved here. <laughs> Literally, we were driving. Chase was driving. Let's qual- qualify. Chase was driving, and he was trying to pass a semi, 
and it was like after date night and we're going up the mountain and Chase has the pedal to the floor and he's like come on you can do it and it goes <laughs> and then we pull over to the side and it's raining course it's raining well that's good if it's on fire oh and then we open the hood up and i go is that fire she goes that's fire and we like ran away from it on the side in the dark on the side of the highway you had the image of it exploding behind you yeah well i mean you see that you, like, you see cars. yourself away yeah. from the car you see cars fully on fire sometimes out here this was just little it was like oil was dripping and it was on fire it went out by the time the police got there i didn't know what to do we called 911 yeah i was like I, my I car is on fire it might explode <laughs> so um that was the end of that car thank god <laughs> that car was a piece of shit i still hate it and even worse was like two years after i bought the damn thing and i fucking hated it and like the muffler fell off or something and I'm trying to drive it to get my muffler replaced and um and it's so loud and is that oh, the yeah. muffler yeah whatever yes yeah, yeah that is the muffler yes <laughs> it's the loud now I'm doubting there. myself like that it wasn't the muffler that was the issue but it was really loud it does not matter doesn't matter for this story two days later this woman comes up to me as I'm walking down the street she saw me get out of the car and she goes hey Oh, I owned that car before you. I saw you driving it the other day with some issues. Um, so I, she's like, so I sold it to that used car dealership. She's like, you didn't pay what they were asking for, did you? Because I would have given it to you straight up for $2,000 less. And I was like, I don't think it would have been worth that. Oh, my God. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was trying to, like, hardball and, like, looking at, this is what Blue Book says. And they're like, we don't use Blue Book. We use something else. And Chase was like, okay. And I was like, <gasps> And then it was such a piece of shit. It was such a piece of shit. Never again. We don't use Blue Book. <laughs> oh, oh anyway. that's good. Yeah. Let's see, what else? Oh, I voted today. Yay! I got to vote today. It's the primaries. Yes, I did see something on Reddit about that in Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got to vote today. And I went in. What was on I the ballot? Um, let's see, uh, the primaries for the Democrats for the mayoral, and there was a city council seat up, and there was a, a thingy about taxes that I voted yes for. I forgot. It's a a millage. That's what the word is. A millage. To basically re, re, continue uh, a tax revenue that they use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So there's only cool. three things because it's like in August. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Not much going on yet. No. Oh my gosh. I'll be right back. I have to show you something. Okay. Okay. So we have a garden out front, right? And our neighbor was watering the garden for us while we were gone. And we were like, feel free to pick the zucchini or something. And he didn't. And we got back. <laughs> and we picked two zucchinis. <laughs> they're so huge they're why the zucchini plant these are still good they're not like the overgrown gross ones you know where they're all seeds these are still solid ones we just have the world's fucking hugest zucchini plant like the flowers are bigger than my hand and now these zucchinis are as tall as my whole torso almost they're like they're from my like sitting down they're 
tops of my thighs and they come up over my boobs. <laughs> They're so big, I can't get over <laughs> There's a meme going around that if in the Midwest, make sure to have your windows and doors locked or you're going to get a bag of zucchini in your yeah. <laughs> car. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> Uh, we're eating one for dinner. I don't know what we're doing yet. I yeah. think about making zucchini fritters. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to make zucchini bread and give a loaf to the neighbor to say thank you for watering yeah. the garden. Uh-huh. I was going to do it yesterday and I didn't. I was being lazy. Mm. I had the day off and I read and cleaned all day. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah. mom likes our, our podcast. Yes. Did I tell you that? Yeah. So I was listening to one of ours that we were going to post that for editing. And she's like, how do I listen to it? How do I? She, she's not a techie, not a techno <laughs> guy. Um, and so I don't know if she's actually listened to another one, but I did set it up on her, that's, her phone that's to great. do it. That's great. <laughs> but she was she was talking along with the with the podcast. She's like, I don't know about that. I think they should do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about having your mom on or my mom yeah. on. You should have your mom on. We should. Yeah. Except the tech technology bit is a bit difficult. We could do that really awful way. We did it that one time with your brother where we put him on speakerphone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have a guest on today. Uh, and, and when I was editing it, we oh, had yeah. that together. Yeah. It's going to be a bit of a longer episode, I will, I will admit, because she has so much insight and so much good things to say. I didn't want to cut too much of it. Yeah. I did cut still some because obviously we need to cut a three-hour conversation down to one hour yeah. but it was difficult but she, yeah. I she's a pretty good guest and yeah. she's asked us to be on her podcast I know I yeah yeah I, I haven't that. responded to her yet me neither but yeah not me I'm neither, still trying but. to think of embarrassing yeah sex stories that I feel comfortable telling online exactly and that were that would be like if I had known more right and been taught properly like in sex ed what would have they would have been better. That's that's the trick. I think that's the yeah. trick. Yeah. Is yeah. That, what would sex ed have informed me? How would it have formed my decision or my response to whatever happened? Yeah. I don't know. I did as, I did as a kid think you could get pregnant from a toilet. Oh. But I think that's a pretty common yeah. misconception for children. I thought a Not monster like was going to grab me from the toilet, but I didn't think I'd get pregnant from the toilet. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There was an Amy Tan book. I swear it was Amy Tan. You told me this about a little girl that said she was pregnant by somebody, and it turned out it was because she, I don't know how little she was, hopefully not too little, because you were telling me the story about how hor- horrific this book was, this bit in this book was. But a little girl that, a young woman, I don't know how, it doesn't matter how old she was, she said she was pregnant by her, like, sister's boyfriend or something, and she wasn't because they had not had sex. She had just like sat on the toilet seat after him and not understood how it worked. But then he proceeded to rape her later on. Oh, yeah. Do you no, not I, I this? don't remember that. No. I, I remember you telling me this story about this book when I was. It sounds like school. something I would traumatize you with. Yes. But I, for some reason, <laughs> I really feel like it was Amy Tan, but I could be very wrong. I don't know. That sounds a little <laughs> off. Although mm-hmm. she did have some like cultural like second wife rape stuff in there okay for, yeah so i don't know yeah i don't know 
Okay, Jennifer reads. you read the first one. My mother yes. hasn't had a job since 2019, and every time I bring up that she should be working, she makes an excuse and changes the subject to getting more things to help, like more food stamps and social security, so she wants more assistance. She'd rather sit around and do nothing all day at the house rather than provide for her family. I'm 20 years old, I have a job, my brother is nine, has learning disabilities, so he gets SS. I. My grandpa pays our apartment rent but because he lives with them, but problems always arise every few months like having our food stamps cut or completely taken away, health insurance being taken away, going up in rent, and my grandpa saying he's going to move out and no longer pay the rent. With all that being issues, she still doesn't want to get a job. It's always an excuse. I have plans to move out on my own by the end of the year, and she wants to come with me and live on my couch till she can get a job there. Quotations. I really don't know what to do anymore, considering she's a huge reason why we have no money for food and bills. Signed, not my mother's keeper. Um, well, the short answer is don't let yeah. her move with you and move yeah, out sooner. Get the fudge out of there. I mean, I understand. Like, this person actually didn't mention it, but I would like. I, I'm sure they're worried about leaving their brother and things like that. But, but the core of it is: don't live with your mom anymore. Do not yeah. let her live with you. Do not give her a key yeah. to your apartment. Make sure she is not on mm-hmm. the lease. I mean, don't, don't let her be on the lease. For more I than guess. 48 hours. <laughs> 24, yeah. actually. I think 48. Like, there's some squatter rights that can come in. I think it's 30 days depends, for squatter rights. It depends rates. on the state. Here in... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so make sure... Actually, there's a big, huge story about... In, in Michigan, it's 48 hours. They can claim squatter's rights. Oh, my gosh. That is so... I know, so That's I know, so fast. It's insane. Why does anyone... I saw this crazy thing about, like, some people... Like, a tick... Or it was a an Airbnb in Tennessee that the person rented for a month, and at a month's end, she couldn't yeah. get them out. And they were claiming squatter's rights. Um, and so she was having to go through the whole eviction yeah, process. Uh-huh. And I can't imagine in Michigan, if it's 48 hours, why, what, wait, does, how does that, I don't even know how yeah, that works. Like, people stay in hotels for longer than that. Can you claim yeah, squatter's rights at a hotel so. if you want to? Yeah. After 48 I don't know. hours? I don't know how it works. I really don't. That's Anyways, ridiculous. The, the, we do not want you having your mother there, essentially. Invite your yeah. brother, your nine-year-old brother, maybe, if, if, if it's accessible. Uh, right? Yeah, if that's something yeah. you can do. And feel you can stay for doing. a little bit, but no. Do not let your mother in. It's... Yeah, I think that's really it. Like, you can't mm-hmm. make your mom get you a job. You can't... I, I mean, you might not know everything. There could be reasons she can't get a job. But going for, off this, you seem to feel like she fully could and is just choosing not to. You can't make her change her mind to get one. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Plus, you're the child. You are not the parent. It is not your responsibility. Right. Yeah, it's it's another one of those not your monkey, not your circus kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so you have to protect and, yourself. And also, it's one of those. Yeah, like, and if you're worried about your yeah, brother, it's one yeah, of those. Sorry, put the mask, face mask on you before. Yeah. Yes. And if you leave and it gets bad for your brother, like then you can take other steps. Then, like if your mom still won't get a job and your brother is not working out. You can reach out to yeah, CPS. I mean, if he's in danger. You can yes, let him know that you think. 
yeah, he's in danger. You can, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm not an expert in CPS by the state, but I think that they generally, like the issue comes if you were to try to move out and take your brother with you and your mom through yeah. a fit about it. Um, she legally is his guardian, so you can't really take him. But if it gets bad there and you want to take him, you can call CPS and I think they go to family first before they do any placements. So if you can demonstrate that you are responsible and can take care of your brother and that's what you want to do, you can do yeah. that legally. Well, and CPS will also like exhaust all other resources and options. Yes. Yeah. They will help first yeah, yeah, before yeah. taking the child away. Yeah. But that's the goal anyway. That's always the goal, yeah. I think. And I think we're just we're just concerned Again. about you getting um your life Don't getting hijacked, on your essentially. And I think it yes. sounds like yes. she's yes. concerned about that too. So you're allowed to have a life. You're allowed to live your life and you don't have to be your as you signed off, mother's keeper. You're your own keeper. Don't lie, you signed that off. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an apt sign off. You do not have to right. be your mother's keeper. And so it's not yeah, your job. And, and you know, you you're dealing with a lot and I don't know how what kind of access you have to therapy. And it's I'm not just saying that so I can take another sip. Drink. Drink. But if it's if at all possible, get therapy. Yeah. Yes. Because you're gonna need it in order to kind of disentangle it's yourself. Your favorite thing to suggest. Yeah. And create boundaries. Yes. Yes. Be healthy. Boundaries. Yeah. Oh my god. I have been talking about boundaries lately to people, and I'm like, like at work and, and in this situation and that situation, and I'm like, yeah, like you know. You, I think I wish boundaries were I wish forming and enforcing boundaries were something that was taught in school. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot of stuff. There's always that joke about like, I don't know how to do my taxes, but I can but I know the Pythagorean theorem and I'm never going to use that shit again. But I'm like, I wish boundaries and things like that were taught in school. And I always preface it. I'm like, I am like an advice podcast host. So I like boundaries a lot. But I really wish people knew more about how to set and maintain boundaries and were taught it outside of family mm-hmm. units too because it can be like twist like I don't like hopefully your parents can teach you how to set good boundaries but they don't always and even when they try to teach you sometimes you get those people that can set boundaries really well externally yeah. and can't inside their family unit because they were taught these boundary setting skills by their parents and their family I want everyone to be able to have strong boundaries, and I want that to be a subject in boundaries. high school. Yes, boundaries. Yeah, I believe they do kind of touch on it. Like there's there's a there's an avenue for this kind of education. Like they they have the peer pressure education. They have the the um, sex ed, which although it's terrible, in most places, like they have, I think they have the the foundation in order to provide some sort of emotional intel- intelligence education. Excuse me. <laughs> I agree. I think and I think that'd be so it feels like it's so mm-hmm. important. Yeah. To me. And I I feel like not to talk generational science because it's yeah. mostly bullshit, but I feel like and I think we've talked about this before, boundaries at least with like work life balance are stronger in my generation than in some like yeah. older generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and things like that, thankfully. Which is funny because we've learned those values from our parents, but our parents are still in that in that generation that they're like the kids don't like they went on vacation and didn't take yeah. their phone. I'm like, yeah, of course yeah. not. Like like for their work phone. My mom would love it if I didn't take yeah. my personal phone. But their work they didn't answer their emails. Yeah, yeah this yeah, this sort of boomer, again, I don't like to use the generation yes. stuff, but this sort of boomer commitment to the corporate Working world. Working all the time. Like, yeah. yeah. Corporate. Ah, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. Um, I mean. Yeah. No, I think, I think we've, we, I think there's some good points there. So, yeah. Thank you. And, and I got my belief out there about, about boundaries yes. in school. Okay, I'm going to another drink. Okay. I'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Kim. I just wanted to tell you about my favorite straws that I use almost every single time I'm drinking. They're Surfside Sips and they are made out of glass. So they are reusable. I don't have to worry about throwing extra plastic into the garbage and into the water system. They're made with the same type of glass that's used to make Pyrex. So they're really durable and I can throw them in my dishwasher to wash them. They're great. My personal favorite is the straw Hulu, straw Thulu. I still haven't learned how to say it, but whatever. It looks like an octopus tentacle coming out of my drink. It is so cool. They're family owned. They ship sustainably and they're just a really cool company to support. So if you want to check them out, you can find them at surfsidesips.com. And if you use our coupon code, inebriated input, all one word, you'll get 20% off your order. I actually met. Yes. Hello. Hello. I am doing well. How about yourself? <laughs> uh, good. Good. Um, this is my third drink, so I'm happy. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and have been very busy, and this is I'm now unwinding thanks to the drink. So there we go. <laughs> Perfect way to do it. I'm doing okay. Yeah. You yeah. look very dramatic. Uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a weird corner of my room. Okay. <laughs> I'm like at my best friend's house in the springs today and I was like nobody disturb me <laughs> nice nice um so I haven't been to Colorado Springs we're not missing much <laughs> okay I was gonna say I've heard it's like this weird strangely conservative very, little area very, yes I grew up here um and then okay. I got the fuck out uh, <laughs> get, I got it yeah got it. and uh my my best friend in the whole wide world uh we met in high school so her family lives here <laughs> so they so I I come down here to see her and my nephews and then like other than that okay like, Garden of the Gods is pretty uh, yeah, I otherwise, still haven't been. I've been here for five years. Is there one where the stones move, or that they're? It's just uh, they're they're tall and red and pretty. Oh, okay, that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just like, like me, how would they tall move? Tall and red and pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jennifer, you're whatever. pretty short. But red and pretty apply. <laughs> yes. He's like, I can't tell over the. Over I'm the very video. tall. That's what I was trying to get across there, Kimberly. Thanks for yeah. blowing my cover. She's going to use this as an opportunity to lie about her height, uh, which I get. I still am kicking myself for not lying about my mm-hmm. age at my last audition. So I get lying about physical attributes yeah. and things like that. 
I mean, people have never seen you. Let them think you're as tall Thank as you. you want them to be. I'm sorry I, I yeah. called I you love, out. I love maintaining the mystery that, like, because yeah. I'm only 5'2", and uh, people, like, meet me, and they're like, I thought you were going to be taller. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. I can hear my dog's okay. barking. Okay. Now we can talk about Kimberly. <laughs> How tall is she? She's like five four. Like she's not much taller than us. So she's yeah. like closer to is slightly closer to average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little closer to average. Yeah. Like she can maybe reach the next shelf up from us. <laughs> I just don't put things on top shelves. <laughs> yeah, at least nothing I want to use. No. <laughs> One of my dreams in life is to get those like little spice rack uh, things that you can put on the top shelves, where you just like grab it and the like the shelf will like move down for Ooh, you. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, like, like an escalator little... shelf kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's, it's like a little hinge, hinge, so just like. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Kim- it's the dream. Kimberly, we weren't, we weren't talking about you at all. We didn't say anything mean. You're such a liar. You know, I can hear this afterwards. I can listen back and hear all the shit you talked. Yeah, but you won't be able to respond because it yeah, won't be Yeah, it's already out there. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That is true. Although she can edit things to make me say mean things. Yeah. I can. I well, can she can do that, do that with you. any episode, though. <laughs> yeah. But only if she's mad uh, at me. Well, yes, Natalie, thank you. you so much for thank joining us. Thank you so much for reaching out. <laughs> Yeah, no, you posted on, I don't even remember if it was, like, the Denver Murderinos group. I think it was the Murderinos one, yeah. Yeah, and you talked about your podcast, and I was just like, that sounds so interesting, and, like, it would be a great opportunity if you were interested in guesting. I feel like Jennifer and I, we usually cut it, but we have, on multiple occasions, drunkenly ranted about how virginity isn't a real thing and the breaking the hymen myth myth is bullshit and so we were excited to have someone that is actually an An expert expert in hymens come in an expert in hymens (laughs) I have I have written many a paper on hymens (laughs) it's one of our favorite things to rant about so (laughs) and so um please tell us about you and your podcast and whatever. Yeah. Anything so, you want to yeah, tell us. So uh, please, please. my name is Natalie Ordnat Higgins. Um, I'm choosing which one I want to go by <laughs> professionally right now. Uh, I have a Master's of Education in Human Sexuality Studies from Widener <sighs> University. Uh, yeah, it's it's a real degree. It's a real expensive degree. But it's, 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 it's a degree. <laughs> And uh, I am a freelance sexuality educator, and I have a podcast. And one, it's one of my favorite things that I'm doing in sex ed right now. I love it. It's I called it. uh, Censored Adult Content, and it's all about people who, looking back, have embarrassing or funny or potentially like even traumatic and scary. Uh, stories that they're willing to tell the internet and be vulnerable <laughs> about it. Um, in which, like, they could have benefited from getting better and more comprehensive sex ed, or just knowing that these are normal things to go yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Like, that story would have gone differently yeah. had they had more access prior to that moment in their life. Um, and then a lot of the time, my guests and I will end up talking about things that, like, we're still learning as adults, because there's mm-hmm. a very common misconception that adults are supposed to know everything that there is to know about sex. Like, when I say that I am a sex educator for adults, 
people look at me like I have three heads. They're like, what? Adults already know everything. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No. No, you don't. You don't know jack shit. I barely know anything. And I have a degree in this. Like, I'm constantly learning things still. And... Like, I'm constantly having to, like, unlearn all of the things that I've been told that were incorrect, too. And, like, I just happen to be slightly more aware of it, and I know what journals to look in to find Mm -hmm. answers for things. (laughs) Uh, So, it's it's really fun. Uh, We've gotten, like, the whole range so far. I'm only, like, uh, seven episodes in. I I recorded my seventh episode the other day. Woohoo! That is, okay, that is apparently the death of a lot of people so you are really? doing well apparently a lot of episodes don't make it or a lot of podcasts don't make it Good episode 7 so you've recorded your episode yeah. 7 and you have you have planned yes. for more mm-hmm. so you are doing I have. great and it's run the gamut from like really really funny like people like they look back and they're like oh yeah I was like playing with my Barbies in completely inappropriate ways and they were doing these weird yes. things that like as an adult we're like N- what <laughs> why are my Barbies doing that that's not how that works but as a kid like you were enacting your under Understanding of sex yeah, and sexuality yeah. <laughs> and it's like all right uh and then there have been some more like traumatic stories as well and then i i told my own story in my first episode because i don't want to make anybody do anything yeah. that i'm not willing to do myself right um but yeah it's been really fun uh i i hope to keep doing it Jeez, mm-hmm. it's really fun and i've been getting really good feedback so that sounds amazing. Good, that's yeah. great. My mom listens to it, and I consider that a win in my book. Oh my gosh, yes. That's such a win. Yeah. Such yeah. a win. And my mom is very conservative, so like I'm doing I'm doing oh something. Gosh. I'm bridging gaps. <laughs> yes. I think my mom listened to our yeah. first episode. She told me she laughed specifically about something I said. Oh, I think I said something about her keeping yeah. fun snacks around to keep you yeah. coming down, Jennifer. And she said she laughed at that and that I've never heard a single yeah. thing yeah. else about it. So I don't think she's kept <laughs> listening, which is okay. Yeah. Um, I did text her one time where we talked to warn her if she listened. We talked about our porn uh, viewing habits oh, yeah, yeah. in the pot in in one of the answers, and that could have probably been. Her, like, yeah. well, she's I'm like, not I'm not going to risk it anymore. anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom on a few occasions has texted me and like, that's not how that went. And I'm like, that is 10,000% how that story went. And she's oh. like, no, that's not something that I did. I'm like, mom, you do realize you're like not the same person who raised me anymore, right? Like yeah. you are a different person <laughs> than the person I was talking about in that story. <laughs> she's like, oh, that's, you're right. Yeah. I did change. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of... <laughs> Because I'd have I'd say the same thing about my mother is that she's a different or I view her as a different person and her reactions to things differently. But yeah, yeah, it's like it's not the same world that we live in now. Yeah, yeah. uh, My mom also just doesn't remember being so strict about like my dress code and stuff too. And I'm like, no, you were (laughs) like, and she was like, but you never asked to wear anything revealing. I was like, because I knew you would say no. Like, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom was like this weird, like in between. I remember having like a 
like a halter top once. I don't even think it showed my my midriff or whatever midriff, but she said something like, "Oh, I let you have it because she's like I wore that as a kid, like like when I was your age. That's what I was wearing. So my mom let me wear that. So why wouldn't I let you wear that?" And then I'm always just like, "Yeah, grandma, like hell yes, like <laughs> like she just tells these random stories about my grandma where like my grandma is very Catholic, and then she tells these stories about." things my grandma did and I'm just like fuck yeah grandma you were a radical (laughs) like when you were a parent like really like listening to some of these things like yes I love it when I hear stories like that and I'm just like what like that is a completely different (laughs) image that I had of you that's amazing exactly like little prim grandma apparently like they moved down to Tennessee and they're when they moved down in the 60s, they still had segregated bathrooms in some of the stores. And my grandma was like, we are never shopping in this store ever again. That is disgusting. Like, things like that. Go grandma. And, mm-hmm. uh, yes, right? Like, and then, like, uh, super proper Catholic grandma. And then I hear these little stories. And I'm just like, wow, I wish I knew, like... Well, and people forget that Catholics used to be considered progressives. Yeah, I was totally going to say that. Yeah, absolutely. That used to be the stance that they took. And, like, it. I don't know, like, when it flip-flopped. I I know that my knowledge and judgment is clouded when it comes to religion mm -hmm. because I am very biased. So I try not to... (laughs) And anti-that? Me? Yeah, I grew up in a very conservative (laughs) household. And then I just... I. I got as far away ideologically as I possibly could. Yes. And it's hilarious, like, how far of a swing. Like, I I went straight past liberal, and I was <laughs> like, woo! Same. <laughs> like, yeah. my, I'll have family members, and they're like, you dirty liberal. I'm like, I'm not a liberal. Oh, I'm, I'm perfectly I'm a leftist, clean. but okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There is a difference. Like, oh, yeah. And yeah. I shower most days. So I don't really... know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. thank you so much for yeah. coming I, I am excited. Really excited. Are you drinking anything fancy? I am Are not drinking? right now. I made the mistake of over-caffeinating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm a little buzzy, but in a different way. <laughs> Got it. So I was like, yeah, Got I was it. like, I'm going to make like a margarita. And then I had like my fourth caffeinated beverage for the day on running on very little Ooh. sleep. And I'm a small person, which we established already. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, hmm, that might be a dangerous combination. Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Um, yeah, little sleep, lots of caffeine and booze. Oh, yeah, and no, do not I, I think I would start just, like, speaking in tongues on yeah. your podcast. And we want to give people content. I mean, I'd be into yeah. that. <laughs> I'd be into so that. so many viewers. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we um, do have... No, we'll ask that at the end. Go ahead. So, should we should we do a question? Oh, no, you can do, ask do it wanna... now if you want. We, before... we have this question do it, do we like it. to ask. Because we're an advice... We're, we're trying to remember to ask. Because okay. we're an advice column. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any words of wisdom? Any pearls? Any, like, advice? General yeah. advice. Life wisdom. In life or specifically Sex about wisdom. sexuality? Uh, uh, I would say wisdom. my biggest nugget that I think is helpful is you're not as weird as you think. <gasps> yeah, 
that's beautiful. You're not like, like your that. your I sexual like preferences, any kinks that you have. Like a lot of people are like, mm, no, I'm the only person with this. You're not. Uh, you're that not. That is beautiful. Yeah. Like there's there's probably porn about it, and it's probably <laughs> making a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For if, sure. Yeah. yeah. You're not that. as rude as you think. <laughs> and that goes that goes beyond sex too. Like, yeah. and you're really yeah. not as well, weird as you think. There's no. really. Yeah. Every, everybody's batshit insane, and yeah. we all try to, to, like, pretend that we're normal yes. for other people's sake. Exactly. And, uh, and no one knows it. what the hell they're doing. No. And, yeah. Right, we all just pretending, yeah. and what, there's seven billion people on this planet right now, the odds of you having something that is unique only to you that you're going to worry about like, is uh. pretty, it's one yeah. in seven billion, which well, is have, really small. I have three clitorises, so... I don't know if that's unique. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's called <laughs> lucky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's called um, a talent, right there. <laughs> it's like it's like playing Blessed. piano keys. It's really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I am 22, I'm a woman, and I have been 100% sure that I'm actually bisexual for the past year at least. But I'm terrified to tell anyone. I feel like I'm in the closet again. I'm mostly hiding it out of embarrassment. Like I was so sure I had no interest in men at all. I've made jokes about it, talked with people about it. How am I now supposed to just be, actually yes, men are hot. It's so embarrassing to have been wrong about something like this for such a long time. I want to tell people because I don't like not being myself and having to censor myself, but I'm embarrassed after years of insisting I have no attraction to men, especially to my family and mom because it took her a while to get it. And now she brings up me being gay all the time as a way to show that she's supportive, I guess. But she doesn't understand bisexuality at all, despite other people in my family being bisexual. She also gossips about me to the whole family, so God knows what she'll twist this into. I'm very worried what her and my siblings will think, as I've been out to them the longest. This is really stressing me out. Signed, Back in the Closet. I feel for this one so hard. I do. I I do too. I have, like... I tried to keep track of my fingers, and then I, I, I lost track, so I, I'm going to try to remember all of the nuggets that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that came up. Um, and this one, this one just, like, it, it hits close to home for me, because, like, I'm bisexual. My family does not get it. They try to be supportive, but a lot of the time they're just like, I just, uh, she's doing whatever the fuck she's doing. <laughs> so frequently misunderstood, bisexuality right. especially. Yeah. yeah. And, it is. Like, even if she wasn't realizing that she was bisexual after having come out as gay. It's a very common thing for people who even knew that they were bisexual to somehow feel shame around being attracted to men. That's a very big thing right now, which, like, I... Hell, I feel shame. I understand the impulse. Identify as straight. I understand the impulse so much because, like, I... Also, a lot of the time, I'm just like, ah, men. And I am very much in, like, a loving exactly. relationship. Like, I am engaged to a man, and he is a beefcake. Like, <laughs> he is, like, people look at him, and they're like, 
that's that's the that is a dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he he's a strong man, like literally, like does it for a living, and like there's so it's like the most masculine of masculine, and. I, a lot of the time, whenever I end up developing like crushes on guys, I'm just like, ah, but women are so pretty. Like why, (laughs) what, why, why? (laughs) And so like, I understand that impulse, but it's also like, I feel like personally, the more I engaged in that, like, I'm attracted to all women and like men are gross, like bisexuality tropes, like it's fun in the moment and then I feel like I'm like oh my god I'm invalidating myself (laughs) yeah yeah so like this is one of those things where like she's she's caught up in that and I oh it's such a hard thing to get out of so a few things that I pull from is a sexuality is fluid ah damn it I was gonna say that (laughs) yes I was gonna say that like it's a spectrum like you're always Uh like all yes the time my doctor asks me every time I come to see her I are you gay yet basically like yeah it's like, like, it changes. like are you straight are you gay what what's going on <laughs> it changes all the time mm-hmm. there's no predictability to it like it it's one of those things like the more people settle into themselves the more they realize like oh there's a lot of nuance to these things that i experience so like sometimes like it she yes. could have been bisexual all along but like it wasn't on her radar Mm -hmm. like either way it's fine whether or not it changed or she's just now realizing it or whatever it's all over the place and all of those are completely valid ways to arrive at that conclusion um and number two in regards to the family and like being worried about the family not liking it and whether or not um her mom is going to try to twist it into something other people's opinions of you are none of your business. Mm-hmm. They do mm-hmm. not change your yes. value as a person. And if other people want to be nasty yes. assholes, <laughs> it's it's easier to say that than than live uh, it. Yes, though. it yes. is way it easier is. to say that. It is. But mm-hmm. it's a good reminder. And then lastly, I I, I really For like. Sure. Um, this was introduced to me a few years ago, and it really helped me because I was going through a thing where I was struggling with my mom like not really wanting to hear about my sexuality at all and I was like but I'm trying to like come out to you because it's it's it I need people to know because I felt like I was like hiding parts of myself and there was this reframe that I find super helpful and I really hope that this person finds it helpful uh instead of framing it in your brain as coming out in order to be authentic live authentically and then selectively choose who you allow into your truth mm-hmm Oh, I like that. Yeah, like, everyone has those separated, like, I have my work me, I have my friend me, I have my husband me. It's nothing different than that, even if it feels like it's fake. It's not. It's just the different yeah. aspects of and yourself. It's, it's a thing where when you reframe it as letting somebody in, if that person isn't receptive, that's their problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You opened the door, they chose what to do with it. Yes. Whereas, like, coming out is, like, I am coming out of this door, and then I am a part of the consequences of what's on the other mm-hmm. side of it. Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot more onus on yourself, which, like, it's, it's not. It's, like, other people's reaction is their problem. Like, their mm-hmm. emotions are not your responsibility. Yeah. And these are all yes. things that are really hard to remember because, like, I, I just, it, you want to include people so bad. And... 
it's yeah it's one of those things where like it not everybody needs to know but if it's a thing that like you really feel strongly about it see if you can find an ally or two in your family like who do you think will be the most receptive to it there seems to be other bisexuals. Your other family, yeah, members, other who family members who are bisexual. Or they, they or, will get it. Yeah, like start with the, talking to your other family members who get it. Um, or if there's a sibling who is more receptive and like got on board when she first came out, mm-hmm. like go to that one again and be like, hey, so actually, like I've been thinking I might actually be bisexual. And then mm-hmm. like. Be like, hey, so I know mom's probably going to have a hard time with this. I need you on my side. I need you, on, like, in my court, on my team. So whenever mom starts talking shit, I need somebody besides just me there to metaphorically oh, yeah. slap mm-hmm. some sense into her. Or at least be like, hey, can you not talk about it if you're not going to talk about it respectfully? Yeah. Yeah. Create like, a team of right. support. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I think that's a great idea. I think there's a lot of... Um, society not understanding bisexualism as well whereas like i see a lot of people like write for advice i'm dating someone who's bisexual and somehow feeling like that means they're more like that, yeah that's one of those mm-hmm. it's that's not, not what it means, means. it's not what bisexuality and means and I, ah. I know it's so stupid it's so i just can't i'm sorry i don't like it like no that's stupid like if there is no more correlation between somebody that is bisexual that has committed to you cheating just because they have more options out there than somebody that only at, like is attracted yeah. to one gender. Yes, they have twice the options, roughly. But that doesn't have any impact on who they are and their values and their possibility yeah, of cheating it's on like, you. It's not so, the difference between values. Also, just because you have the potential to be attracted to more people does not mean that you, like, I'm not attracted to everybody. Yes. Bisexuals yeah, aren't attracted to everybody. Po- we do have standards. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said that because, no, I've never even thought about that. Like, just because you have the possibility of being attracted to more people doesn't mean you're attracted yeah. to more people. There are plenty of men out there that I do not find attractive. Just because I, all of a sudden, if I were like, I also am attracted to women, there are plenty of women out there, I'm sure, that I would also be like, I'm not attracted to them either. That doesn't mean anything except that... They're not yeah. my type, also, exactly. not everybody's going to be attracted to me. Like, I don't have, like, I'm not, like, fielding off people. <laughs> like, I want bisexual, and I have a girlfriend. Don't talk to me. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, constantly, like, burying people out. And, like, I get another thing, because there is a lot of misunderstandings about bisexuality. There's a lot of myths. There's a lot of misrepresentations. A lot of people don't understand it. But you don't need to understand something to respect it. Yeah. You Absolutely. don't. Yes. I don't understand physics. It doesn't stop them. It doesn't stop it from being true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be a problem for people to understand, though. That just because they don't understand something, they might not respect it. Vaccines or yeah, the Earth being it, flat. Just like, or, I don't. And like a lot of people, they're like, "Well, I don't personally understand how that is a thing." I'm like, "Well, I also personally don't understand what it's like to." go a week without eating food but that doesn't mean that it, it, it like there aren't people out there who are going a week without eating food and it sucks right. like i can i can understand that that would be a sucky situation to be in yeah mm-hmm. without having to go through it right like 
I have developed yeah. something called empathy. It is actually pretty crucial to humanity and existing as a human being. And so even if you don't fully get it, you should hopefully I be, be able to understand it. And if not, you need to work on yourself as an individual to build up your and empathy And that's the thing where I, I sometimes, if I get a little pissed off and I'm fielding questions about uh, bisexuality, I have had something there like, but like, aren't bisexual people like more likely to cheat? I'll be like, hey, just because that's what you would do if you were bisexual doesn't mean everybody. And I yes. put it on them. Yes. And then they're like, what? <laughs> like, just because you have shitty morals. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just, right. No, no, no. So I, I really feel, so back in the closet, I I feel for you. Um, try your best to just be kind to yourself and remember that it is actually other people's reactions are, are their issue, not yes. yours. Yes. And that it that. is okay to have some like eh, moments while going through this transition because again sexuality is very fluid and it's very sticky and it just is all over the place and it's hard to comprehend and they're young like, too yeah. they're 22 like things will probably like, change yeah, more a new word is gonna come out at some point and you're gonna be like oh shit that's so much better describes me <laughs> yeah yeah like, some yes yeah. it, it just yes. It, it, language evolves all yes. of this stuff Plus. evolves um also it's one of those things too where like i i have a few friends who if they don't necessarily want to have to explain their sexuality every single time that they talk to a new person um the the catch-all word queer is mm -hmm. wonderful yeah and then if somebody wants to know the details of who you are attracted to they have to talk to you like a human being and get to know you a little. <laughs> so, That's crazy talk. Yeah. That's crazy talk. Right? <laughs> Respecting <laughs> human beings and, like, their boundaries and realizing that another person's what? sexual attraction is not about you. I do, I do love that, that metaphor you used about the closet door about inviting people in instead of coming out there's sort of like like you can, can kind of extend that to like a stage like you do not have to come out onto a stage and present yourself to an audience yeah you can ask people to come into your huh. classroom yeah just kind of yeah you can you and it allows yeah. you to kind of also control the amount of information that you give out because like sometimes yeah. with coming out people want they just want to know yeah so mm -hmm. much information it's none of their dip business. Yeah. It's none of their and damn it's just business. Like, this isn't what? It's only yours and who mm -hmm. you're seeing yeah. at the time. That's the only people that really matter that know your business. Uh, and something that I do highly encourage if you are a person who is on the receiving end of somebody, like telling you that they are either transitioning or they are coming out um, as any of the LGBTQIA plus identities mm -hmm. at all. Um, if you think you're going to have a hard time with it, find somebody who gets it. Take it elsewhere. And practice yes. with them yes. Yes. before talking yeah. to the Take person it who it is going to hurt if you get it wrong. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I love that. Love that little. Yes. yes. And That's like, so or, great. Like, and yeah, uh, going back to the find a sibling who's like a, a, a teammate or something like that mm -hmm. to support you figure out what sibling would be willing to have mom come and ask her questions because she doesn't get it so the per so back in the closet does not need to feel all those field all of those questions yeah mm -hmm. like just yeah i think that's yeah. great middlemen that's great everywhere so many middlemen. <laughs> friends allies <laughs> yes right 
And also, this is just going to plug myself. Um, as a sexuality educator, this is yeah, also a service it. I offer. If anybody has any questions because they don't understand what the fuck someone's talking about or they need yes. practice talking about a person that they have uh, changed their pronouns or their name or their sexuality or any yeah. of it. You're like I, a tutor. Yeah. I'm like a sexuality tutor. <laughs> You're a yeah. sexual tutor. Yes, a sexual tutor. Not sexuality a sexy tutor. tutor. Not I a mean, sexual tutor. tutor. Very different things. <laughs> yes Maybe and you no. are a sexy tutor. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. But yeah, it's it's just practice and just also just be nice to yourself if you're the person mm-hmm. who's yes, dealing with this. Yes, be kind to yourself. And be nice yes. to others. Be nice to yourself and be nice but to yeah, others if you're <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's okay. Yes. If they're not yeah, respecting no. you, you Punch don't Punch them in the to. face if they're being rude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Okay, I, yeah, I think that's okay. a good um, response. I do too. I'm going to okay. pee while so you're you this question. Do, do I need to read slow? <laughs> no. No, I have it Beautiful. written down. I'll read it. I'll okay. catch up. I pee She's fast. Okay, so this is the, the question. Long story okay. short... When me and my boyfriend first started dating, we were in an open, kind of poly relationship. I fell head over heels for him and got really attached pretty quickly and didn't seek out other romantic or sexual partners after the first six months of being together, whereas he was pretty polyamorous and had multiple partners. We moved in together and he kept seeing other people and started doing things I really didn't like, like having loud sex with others while I was home. He has mental health issues and ended up having a mental breakdown two years ago and went to the hospital. When he got out of the hospital, I asked if we could close our relationship, and he said yes. So now our relationship has been closed, quote-unquote, since... But recently, he's been mentioning he's not sexually fulfilled because he's into some extreme kinks that I do not want to participate in, like hardcore BDSM. He says he thinks he deserves another chance in an open relationship where he can have casual hookups once or twice a month to fulfill his kinky needs... He also promised if we open up, he wouldn't try to develop a romantic relationship with anyone because that's where I start to get jealous. He wants me to research open relationships and think about it. He also said, technically, it wouldn't affect my relationship with him because nothing between us changes, quote unquote. What do you think? I want to be open-minded and find a way for both of us to be happy. He has always been poly before meeting me, so I don't know what to do. Signed, close to being open. I'm going to take two approaches to this (laughs) because uh, I, you picked such relevant questions for me because I am also (laughs) non-monogamous. Um, so like, it's one of my specialties that I deal with. And one of the things that I do a lot is help couples who are currently monogamous opening up. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take two. I'm, I love that uh, that's a specialty, by the way. I it's really niche. love it. Because, like, you can't go to just, yeah, like, anybody no. who knows about sex and do it. Like, you, there's, there's, you got to specifically search this information out because otherwise you're going to get bad advice. I believe it. Like, I caught a lot of really, like, big red oh, flags so in this many. letter. So, from, like, so, the letter so many. Writer. So I'm going to go yes. over my approach where I'm going to address my concerns and then I will give some resources at the end, just in case she chooses to ignore everything we say. <laughs> <laughs> because we all know we do stuff like that. So, first of all, um, I got, like, real big red flag when, when the word really, which is in all caps, uh, says I, I, that he was doing stuff that she really didn't like. Like, having loud sex with others while she was home. Yeah. 
Oh man, see, I got that one because I was just like, even if I like, even yeah. if we were open, I just I I understand the oh, idea of not wanting to hear it, like those like those boundaries. Yes, breaking that's true. Boundary. It does sound like he has. Because like that was just an example that oh, she okay. gave. Like, and she says yeah. things that that's plural. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's just one thing. Like, that sounds like there's a boundary, and it, it clearly makes her uncomfortable. Like, why, why would you keep doing it? And that's valid. If you know it makes your partner feel uncomfortable, and I yeah. know that there's a lot of discussion within like non-monogamy and poly groups that definitely err on the side of like you can't. You, it, well, and it, it is true. You can't control the behavior of your partner. It's not necessarily ethical to be like, you can't do that. Because you, that just leads to resentment if you, you put rules around things. However, there is a nuance to that, that like, if your partner is repeatedly expressing discomfort about this, like, what does it say about you as a person if you're willing to repeatedly do this thing? And not address the discomfort yeah. of your partner. Like, do you need yeah. to do it differently? Is it a thing where, like, be like, hey, can we, like, only have overnights where you're sleeping with people when I'm not home? Yeah. <laughs> like, Or sleep at their place or like, not? Can, yeah, sleep like, at their place. Yeah. Like, can you at least, like, give me a heads up or something so I can have a chance to not be home and doing something else? Or, like, are we going to, like, try to, like, like, negotiation on these things so you don't necessarily put a rule on your partner's behavior but also take care of your own needs like that's necessary Mm -hmm. Natalie is coming at this from a very different point of view than I was because I was just like this is who he was and you're trying to change him you're like he "He is violating your boundaries that you need to respect for a healthy relationship I'm like yes yes you do both yes and and like so it's one of those things where like and and this is going to culminate like at the end where I'm going to be like and this is my opinion (laughs) So, um, the fact that he does have mental health issues, I, um, I, I felt like she was weaponizing that against him, honestly, in this letter. That's so how I, I felt. I'm wondering why it was relevant. Um, right. I'm wondering if there was. was more behind it. Like, was it the stress of the relationship contributing to it? Or is the mental health issues exacerbating communication issues because that is a very real thing that happens in relationships where like mental health on the part of one or both partners will start going downhill and then communicate just the communication devolves and then all of a sudden you have two people who think that they're communicating something and they're not and then it's just like eh. or it turns into one person disregarding the communications of another person because of the mental health issues going both directions like it that is a multifaceted part, but I'm wondering why exactly it's relevant because like people should be allowed to have discussions about the status of like what their relationship structure looks like, regardless of mental health. <laughs> like that's the thing where. That's why I felt like, like I read this and I felt like she was weaponizing his mental health issues against him and his relationship and such. I felt like she was using it as an excuse for how it was acting. I, I can see it both ways. Oh, yeah. I can see it both ways. Like, it's an excuse. Like, he has some mental health issues that, like, it makes it so, like, these things are things that he needs versus, like, this is a thing that he does. So, like, mm, so I can see it reading both ways. So, the thing that I don't like 
so like, it, yes, people are allowed to mention that they're not sexually fulfilled in relationships. Uh, and it gets really hard with people who have extreme kinks. Um, like it's really hard to find partners that have extreme kinks a lot of the time. And a lot of the time, if you have right. that extreme kink, but like a lot of people don't necessarily want to have that kinky part of themselves in their whole entire relationship. Like that can get really draining. Or realized. Yeah. yeah a lot of it's like more yeah. fantasy and like you're interested in, but you don't necessarily want to participate. And, yeah. But, so like yeah. her not participating in kinks that she doesn't want to like good boundary, good boundary right there. <laughs> like that, that's Do good. Yeah. Um, but I also understand him wanting to engage in those stuff. So, so that, that's a, a right. different thing. The thing that I don't like is that he says that he deserves another chance in an open relationship. Yeah. According yeah. to whom? <laughs> like, that and that might yes. just be the way that she worded it. I don't know. I, I only have what's in front of me. And, like, casual hookups once right. or twice a month. Like, personally, I mean, okay, I'm not monogamous, but I don't like people, so I'm like, once or twice a month? I don't <laughs> <laughs> I a lot, but also like I'm just not. I I am just a I'm I'm bitchy. Uh, <laughs> so like that that is not very much for some people. Um, the thing that I want to stress is where he promised that he wouldn't try to develop a romantic relationship anymore with yes. anyone else because that's where she starts to get jealous. You can't control that. Uh, yes. You cannot. One hundred percent. You can. If people in monogamous relationships can't control that, like. People develop feelings no. for other people. And crushes and like, all the if time. You're engaging sexually it's with a person, especially if you're engaging sexually with a person who has the same kinks as you, and then you happen to have an emotional connection too, like, that's going to be fucking hard to let go of. So that is where no. it brings me to this person and this couple needs to reevaluate whether or not they are actually good in a relationship together. I was going to say, I do no, not feel like they are yeah, compatible. I, I just think that at the core, they're not compatible for a long-term relationship that needs both yes, of their like, needs and Experiencing wants. jealousy within a relationship is actually not automatically a bad thing. It's not. A lot of people, they're like, oh, I'm jealous. Like, it's a red flag. So, like, in monogamous relationships, it's like, oh, you're making your partner jealous? Like... That's not cool. Whatever you're doing needs to stop. Or on the flip side, also in monogamy, it's like my partner's not getting jealous. Do they really love me? You should like trust. jealousy yeah. gets used in yeah. all of these weird fucking ways, and neither of them is actually healthy at all. And then you get into non-monogamous relationships, and it it can also kind of go both ways. One of which I view way healthier than another, um, where it's. If you're experiencing jealousy, then you're doing non-monogamy wrong, and maybe you're just not built for it, which I don't believe is true. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of people do have that mentality. I don't believe that it's true, because having jealousy is just a natural human reaction yeah. to things. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's not that big of a red flag. When jealousy itself is a red flag is when you are using it as a reason to control your partner's behavior. That is when jealousy is, like, a thing. That, that's when jealousy is not okay. You, you, that's a line that you're not supposed... Like, that's not a sign of a healthy relationship. So, it sounds... Like, I, again, can only... I only have one side of the story here. <laughs> but it sounds like everybody is kind of trying to... 
he is trying to control what his partner is okay with, which is not okay. And she is trying to control what he is allowed to engage in, which is also not okay. So I think that this literally needs some, like, do some evaluating of A, what are your actual boundaries? Are you just setting a boundary because it makes you feel uncomfortable? Because just feeling uncomfortable is not a reason to start controlling things. <laughs> like, discomfort's fine. Because sometimes, literally, you just need to eat. You need to eat a food, you need to drink a water, you need to take yep. a nap. Uh, <laughs> or it might be like, oh, I have some unresolved trauma with that that I should probably not yeah. project onto you. <laughs> like, so uh, discomfort does not always mean mm -hmm. bad. When it's a discomfort, because it's like, no, like, that's an actual thing that I would like you to respect to that boundary, and it's been discussed, and it keeps happening. Like, no. Yeah. That's not... Right. That's not okay. So if this person decides to completely disregard this and plow ahead in the relationship... They've already been together least, for over two years. Yeah. Which is like... At yeah. least two, well, at well, two least, and a half, I'm just like, at I least. just feel like you're not yeah. fundamental compa fundamentally yeah. compatible. Well, and... But on the flip side, though, when people have been this together that long, they're going to be like, well, I've already... Cost, yeah, yes, sunken yeah, cost. Fallacy. Yeah, I've Sun already cost, put fallacy. so much effort into it. I don't I want to waste it. Nothing's so, a waste. You, to, you learn from you every experience. Yeah, learned. You've learned a yes. lot from these years. Learn from it. For your next one. If you decide to completely disregard this and plow ahead, or if you need some tools to help figure out whether or not you are actually compatible and figure out some of your own shit on both ends, there are some books that I would recommend. <laughs> Oh, we love book recommendations. Yes, so we even have a Pinterest board of book recommendations. And I'm going to forget yes. all of the names of the authors. It's fine. <laughs> Titles is fine. So uh, we'll put them in the we'll put them in the episode notes or something. We'll figure yeah, it out. So there, there's one called Opening Up, which uh, it is not an end all be all. None of these are an end all be all, really. Um, but if you read that one, it gives you a general overview of what different styles of open relationships can look like. And it's not a... That's by Tristan Tarmino. That Tarmino. sounds correct. Tarmino. That sounds correct. Yes. Is, is it like a yellow cover? It yes. Is. It's, it's got two hands holding. So that one, it's, it's not comprehensive. Your relationship does not need to look exactly like the relationships that they talk about. Um, you can take the parts that it's like, oh, that would be really functional in our relationship. Or like, that has a glimmer of what I imagine. Like, it, it just gives you a general idea of what it can look like. A lot of people recommend The Ethical Slut. Um, oh, I've heard of that it's one. It's a super easy read, which is why it gets uh, recommended so much. My and that's by Dossie Easton and Janet yes. Hardy. I'm, I am literally Googling as you do this so I can give the, type, the names. <laughs> yes. Um, so another one, uh, that one I just like to... It gives a lot of like very pristine examples that might not necessarily translate directly to real life. I feel like it doesn't quite portray the messiness that can happen, but it does give you some okay. tools um, to build a relationship and then also address some jealousy. My personal favorite, my personal favorite is the Jealousy Survival Guide. And I recommend this to everybody in any relationship structure ever. It really gives you tools. Kitty Shambliss. Shambliss? Yes. Shambliss. Um, it gives you actual tools to evaluate whether or not a boundary is being crossed, uh, like actually establishing your own values, uh, give you a framework of like how to actually talk yourself through, like, I'm feeling really jealous. Is this like a, a thing that's going to go away? 
or like, is this an actual problem? Um, and, uh, a lot of people will recommend more than two. Um, I don't really recommend that one. It, it is dense. It is dense and it's hard to read. By Eve Ricker and Franklin Vo. And um, I want to say that some allegations have come out against one of the authors about the relationship okay. not exactly being healthy um, and potentially okay. abusive. So that one take with a grain of salt if you're going to read it with that lens. Um, but yeah, those ones, I, I would say if you're only going to get one, get the Jealousy Survival Guide. That one is just, oh, it's, it's mwah, chef's kiss and it's it's wonderful um also remember the concept of the wibbles so the wibbles is when you're feeling jealous but it's just like a you think it's just like a, it's like mm, no it's because i'm in a mood today like i've been i had a crappy day and now i just found out that you're going on a date so i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna feel crappy about it for a little bit but it's not actually gonna bruise my ego and it's not actually going to hurt me in the long term <laughs> Okay. And your hormones change so, throughout the month. So it could be just like an uptick on the yes. hormone or something. Like Yeah. It can yeah. be it can I'm be bloated. various different like, like sex maybe hormones. I have water it can be and stress just, hormones. Yeah. <laughs> stress hormones too very yes, much. It's absolutely. just like they, they Yeah. Yeah. And if you do decide to plow forward with a relationship, come up with strategies to yeah. cope. Like so just don't yeah. be there when he brings people home yeah. or if he's on a date and you still feel about it even if it's not at the house hang out with a friend yeah. like yeah try to find things to do it but but personally my 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 professional opinion is dumb yes yeah. yeah send it out send it out <laughs> love it throw the whole man yeah. out <laughs> yes i have been fully i've been embracing that about myself lately that i don't really feel like i'm a throw the whole man out person and then I've been answering questions mm. so many lately yeah. I'm just like throw them out get well, rid of it and I'm like that is who I, I how am many okay, of us take our own yes, advice yes fair fair enough nice. yes Natalie, thank you thank you so much for joining us this has been yes. wonderful thank you so much for having me yeah um so tell us about your website or your social media or your, and your podcast and anything coms. else you yes. want to promote so yes, uh, links, you can find the, my pers my website for sex ed at thepintsizesexologist.com. Um, that also so has much. a tab that includes my uh, <laughs> it includes my my podcast as well. Um, my podcast is a censored adult content. It's on Spotify. It's on Anchor. It's on Google Podcasts. It's it's in a lot of different places. And you can find me on social media at the pint size sexologist um, on Instagram. And uh, Natalie Higgins Dash, the pint size sexologist on Facebook, it's a page. I uh, have not been very active on there because I just moved across the country. So bear with me. <laughs> but go to my website because it costs a lot of money and I need clicks. <laughs> I, I need it. Yeah. Perfect. But yes, thank, thank you, you Natalie. So it was really great having you. So Thank much you good stuff in here. So in here. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much for listening to Inebrated Input. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us so other people can find us. If you didn't, then bugger off. JK, we like constructive feedback feel free to tell us <laughs> and please
please, 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 please send us your questions at inebriated.input at gmail.com. We can't make the podcast without your questions, and we promise that we will keep your name out of it. <laughs> okay. You can also submit questions and learn more at inebriatedinput.com. If you want, you can also sponsor us on Patreon, where we have cool swag as thank yous. Okay. okay. Thanks. thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.